The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. Buzz Burbank. News and comment. Monday, October 3rd, 2016. From the one-man worldwide newsroom, this is free and independent news on a commercial-free Monday made possible when you support the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. It is the first Monday in October, the day the Supreme Court convenes for its annual session. But this year, it's almost like having no Supreme Court at all, since the Republican Congress continues to refuse to replace the late Justice Antonin Scalia. That means the court will remain deadlocked in four-to-four ties for whatever cases it does take up. And that means lower courts will be making the country's big decisions for a while longer. In fact, there are many key cases the court won't even consider because it remains shorthanded because of political stubbornness. Scalia's seat has been vacant for eight months since his death. President Obama nominated a replacement, but the Senate won't even meet with that nominee, saying it prefers to wait for the next president, despite its constitutional responsibility to fill that vacancy. Although we can't know for sure without seeing Donald Trump's tax returns, there's increasing reason to believe he hasn't paid federal income taxes for the past 18 years. The New York Times found Trump's 1995 state tax records in which he declared a loss of nearly a billion dollars. If correct, that would free him for paying taxes for roughly 20 years. It also indicates Trump's not as good at business as he and his supporters claim. Trump is the only presidential candidate in the past few decades who's refused to release his tax returns, even though the IRS says there's no legal reason for that refusal. Clinton and even some Republicans have concluded Trump is hiding something. Trump has called not paying taxes smart, and his campaign says the Clinton camp is trying to turn the subject into an October surprise to push her over the top. The Times report, quoting the Clinton campaign, reveals the colossal nature of Donald Trump's past business failures and just how long he may have avoided paying any federal income taxes. The campaign says Trump got around supporting schools, police and fire departments and more, while tens of millions of working Americans did the heavy lifting. Although the Trump campaign says he's paid hundreds of millions in various taxes, it has not directly denied the New York Times report. 62% of voters say it's important for candidates to reveal their tax records, something Trump continues to refuse to do. Pollsters are still picking apart the public's view of who won the first presidential debate, and the news gets worse for Trump. In polls by the Washington Post and ABC News, Clinton won by a near-record margin. Nearly half of us say Trump got his facts wrong, and a third of us say he lied. The debate seems to even hurt Trump's popularity rating. Only 18% of voters say Trump won the first round, while 53% give the win to Clinton. Even among just Republicans, fewer than half say Trump won. Barely a quarter of self-labeled conservatives say Trump won. The Associated Press has talked to 20 former cast and crew members from Trump's reality TV show The Apprentice who say Trump demeaned women during the making of that show. The former insiders say Trump rated female contestants by the size of their breasts and discussed ones with whom he'd like to have sex. Eight members of the TV crew say Trump repeatedly made lewd comments about the buttocks of a camera woman, comparing her to his daughter Ivanka. Trump's image has also been hurt by the tweets he's posted while the rest of us were sleeping, attacking a Latina beauty queen. Trump even referenced a so-called sex tape involving Miss Universe winner Alicia Machado, even though there's no evidence such a tape exists. 
Republican Party officials say they are embarrassed and worried as Trump goes off message in the final leg of this campaign. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is these days refusing to comment on Trump, quoting an Ohio Republican official, my God, what a nightmare. Republicans are also worried that the Trump effect will drag down Republicans running for the House and Senate next month. Trump has also physically mocked what he calls Clinton's health problems, portraying her wobble as she struggled to get into a vehicle while suffering with a brief bout of pneumonia. And Trump keeps talking about how he's not talking about Bill Clinton's past marital infidelities. That could backfire since it revives the view of Clinton as the good wife, the wronged spouse who stood by her man. And Trump's continuing attacks on women and other people's weight gains are hurting him with the women voters he needs to push him over the top. Most Americans never cared about the Clintons' personal life in the first place. Bill Clinton's approval rating hit an all-time high of 73% the same week he was impeached by a Republican Congress bent on destroying him. Despite all the bad news for the Trump campaign, his anti-establishment supporters continue to stand firmly behind him. And although Clinton clearly won that first debate, making her numbers stronger in the states that will decide this election, Trump is back on top in UPI's tracking poll. The latest count shows Trump leading Clinton in that poll 49% to 47. Considering the low approval ratings of both Trump and Clinton, this is not surprising. A majority of Americans believe the country needs a third major political party. At 57%, the numbers are up only a bit from the past two presidential elections, but up enough to make it a majority for the first time in history. And in past elections, third-party candidates picked up only about 2% of the vote. But libertarian Gary Johnson, despite his apparent lack of understanding of foreign policy, has been polling at around 10%, if for no other reason than the unpopularity of Clinton and Trump. The Gallup poll shows the desire for a third party is being driven mainly by independent voters. 73% of independents want a third party big enough to compete with the two we've had for much of our history. Protesters showed up in the mayor's house in Los Angeles over the weekend after police shot to death an 18-year-old they suspected of car theft. The young man was shot Saturday afternoon after a car chase and a foot chase. L.A. police say they recovered a gun from the vehicle. The police officer who killed an unarmed black man in Tulsa two weeks ago has pleaded not guilty to a charge of first-degree manslaughter. Another officer had already used a taser on 40-year-old Terrence Crutcher when Officer Betty Shelby opened fire. She faces four years to life if convicted. Officer Shelby also faces state and federal civil rights violations. She and the other officer are on administrative leave, and she is free at the moment on a $50,000 bond. In St. Louis today, a 14-year-old boy is in critical condition after engaging in a shootout with officers investigating a carjacking. No officers were injured in the gunfire. An innocent six-year-old boy has died in South Carolina, one of the children shot by a 14-year-old who went to a school and opened fire after killing his father at home. Six-year-old Jacob Hall fought for his life but lost a massive amount of blood after the femoral artery ripped open by a bullet. Jacob is now the youngest victim of a school shooting since Sandy Hook in 2012, where 20 first graders died. The two other people wounded there, another student and a teacher, are now out of the hospital. The 14-year-old shooter, reportedly a victim of bullying, will be tried for both murders as a juvenile, not as an adult. Support news and comment with follows, likes, and shares across social media at Buzz Burbank and Michael J. Elston. This is Buzz Burbank News and Comment on the Realm Network.
With winds of 150 miles an hour, Hurricane Matthews bearing down on Haiti and Cuba and threatening to dump some 40 inches of rain. A major hurricane at Category 4, Matthew also threatens heavy rains for Cuba and possibly even the Carolinas. Haiti was being evacuated by boat as preparations were also made in Kingston, Jamaica. The storm's expected to hit land near Guantanamo Bay in eastern Cuba tonight or early tomorrow. Americans who live and work at that U.S. naval base have been evacuated. Guantanamo prisoners and a few key personnel have been left behind to shelter in place. Matthew is the fifth hurricane this year in the Atlantic hurricane season. The officials investigating last week's horrific train wreck in Hoboken, New Jersey, are making little progress in finding out how it happened. They've interviewed the veteran motorman who was driving the train as it slammed into the station, and they've recovered one of the train's black box data recorders. Unfortunately, the recorder wasn't working, so investigators don't even know how fast the train was going when the collision occurred. The motorman says he doesn't remember the crash. He says he remembers blowing the horn, ringing the bell, and noticing the speedometer read 10 miles an hour. Witnesses say the train was going much faster than that. Investigators also haven't recovered evidence that would indicate the condition of the train before the crash, its brakes, and other mechanics. Much of the train is still buried beneath the rubble of a tunnel that led into the commuter station. Also buried is the train's camera and one other data recorder. The search for those pieces has been held up by a cloud of dangerous asbestos used in the construction of the train tunnel so many years ago. One person died in the crash and more than 100 others were hurt, although only seven people remained in the hospital over the weekend. President Obama says paid sick leave isn't just nice to have. It's a necessity, he says, that millions of Americans don't have not even a single day of sick leave every year. Late last week on Obama's orders, the Labor Department began requiring its contractors to provide at least seven paid sick leave days a year. That'll help about a million workers, but millions of other private sector employees are still left out in the cold as Congress continues to refuse to make seven days paid sick leave the national standard, one that other civilized nations have long had. Now that the families of the 9-11 victims are allowed to sue Saudi Arabia, the first lawsuit has been filed. 9-11 widow Stephanie Ross de Simone filed her suit Friday, accusing the Saudi government of providing material support to al-Qaeda and attack mastermind Osama bin Laden. Saudi citizens made up 15 of the 19 9-11 hijackers, but the Saudi government has denied any involvement. De Simone is suing for wrongful death and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Other lawsuits will follow, despite President Obama's warning that these lawsuits will make the U.S. and its soldiers subject to countless lawsuits by countless other countries. Until now, the Saudi government, like other U.S. allies, enjoyed protection from such lawsuits. The Saudi government's now reevaluating its alliance with the United States, forcing lawmakers here to wonder if they made the wrong move in allowing American citizens to sue a foreign government. The Saudis have stood by the U.S. on many issues, and the bill's passage left the Saudi government feeling disappointed, betrayed, and angry. President Obama warned lawmakers against passing the bill that allows those suits and warned against their decision to override his veto of it. A growing number of Washington lawmakers say they now see he was right. France has now begun bombing ISIS outposts in the Iraqi town of Mosul as Iraqi soldiers struggle to take back that city. France, which has suffered more than its share of attacks by ISIS, was the first country to join the U.S. in going after the terror group using air power. 
Over the weekend, France sent in two dozen aircraft armed with laser-guided bombs. The Chief Justice of the Alabama State Supreme Court was suspended over the weekend for telling local judges to stop issuing same-sex marriage licenses. Justice Roy Moore, who's been suspended before, was removed from the bench this time for defying a ruling from the U.S. Supreme Court. But this suspension effectively ends Moore's career as a state Supreme Court judge. This suspension keeps him off the job until he reaches his retirement age, preventing him from ever running again. Moore was removed from the state's high court over a dozen years ago for refusing to order the removal of a Ten Commandments monument from the state judicial building. That monument stood in defiance of the Constitution's demand for separation of church and state. Reality TV's Kim Kardashian was tied up in Paris as jewelry thieves stole $10 million worth of jewelry from the home where she was staying. The thieves were dressed as cops. Ms. Kardashian was not hurt. Husband Kanye West cut short a performance in New York telling the crowd he had a family emergency. Here's your weekly Fandango movie roundup. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children was North America's favorite theatrical movie over the weekend, selling nearly $29 million worth of tickets. Deepwater Horizon was second with nearly $21 million. The Magnificent Seven remake was third, followed by Storks, Sully, Masterminds, Queen of Cotway, Don't Breathe, Bridget Jones' Baby, and Snowden. For your local theaters and showtimes, previews, tickets, and so much more, and to support this free news, please use and bookmark the Fandango link you'll find at buzzburbank.com. And finally, the last place one might look for a stash of hashish would be in the rafters of an opera house. But police in Denmark say that's where they found 165 pounds of the concentrated marijuana product beneath the roof of the Copenhagen Opera House. Marijuana is sold legally not far from that cultural center on the city's Pusher Street, an open-air market for weed and weed products. Police have no leads and no one's come forward to claim the hash stash, so for now it's classified as lost property. But the investigation isn't over until the fat lady exhales. I'm Buzz Burbank. Thank you for listening. And thanks for supporting the shows and sponsors at buzzburbank.com. I'll be back tomorrow with another Buzz Burbank news and comments. The preceding presentation was brought to you by the Realm Network.